Hi, Signature Associates and friends. Welcome to the Signature Edge Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you design an uncommon and impactful career in the business of healthcare. Together, we are making a difference for our clients by lowering the rising costs and administrative burdens associated with great care. Engage with us as we spotlight big ideas to discover an uncommon you through leadership, teamwork, and focus on the healthcare industry. Think deeply, commit fully, and take yourself to the next level of performance. Welcome everyone to the Signature Edge. My name is Mark Mathai. I'm so excited to be here today because I get to share the microphone with two of my co-workers, partners, and leaders who help support an amazing program at Signature Performance in our Emerging Leaders Program and our Signature Leaders Program. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Melanie Mills. Melanie, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. And Danji Jansen. Danji, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I love it when I get to talk about some of my favorite subjects ever. And it just so happens that whenever those subjects come up, both of your names come up as well. You're a vital part to the leadership, development, and readiness of this organization. And so I'm so excited to talk about it. As we jump into this subject of emerging leaders, and let's start there. Melanie, can you give us a little history of how this thing started? And I love your perspective from an outside person, because you've been in side a lot of organizations, some smaller than Signature, but many larger. And can you give us a compare and contrast of this since the foundation? Yeah, Mark, that's a, an amazing question. And it's something that I still reflect on in my career, because like many things at Signature, Signature to me was head of the curve in leadership readiness and leadership uh, development and what that meant. And Alan Fredersen just recently spoke to this year's class, this current class at the symposium, and he talked about his investment in associates from day one. And Mark Danji, we all know that very well. We're all part of part of that investment and we're all part of making that happen. And when I first came on board as a strategic ally in leadership readiness over six years ago, Alan would have a conversation with me about as the company grew and he knew the vision that there was opportunity for a pretty large expansion, he said, my biggest concern is how will I know the rising stars in the organization? How will I know the emerging leaders? How will I, I used to be able to walk around and talk to them and I could feel it and I could see it and I could see their impact. And that got my wheels turning, Mark. And there was I think I would say three things really important about that. First of all, he said, please don't do anything boring or we, we've all experienced leadership development that doesn't work in our careers. And so he opened the door immediately for us to start pulling best practices. And Mark, you're part of that because you've been in this area. Danji's part of that because she's very close to the associates. I would say the executive team is, the leadership team is because we continually um, turn to them and ask how to evolve this. 
So Emerging Leaders is a leadership laboratory. And what that means is Danji and I are continually listening to them, listening to the managers, listening to the executive leaders in the firm about what's working and what can be better. And that's the, the laboratory piece of it. And then the last thing I would say is once we got really clear about what were the best elements of a leadership development program, then the objectives and the structure was written. And even though Danji and I will honestly say we went uh, week to week the first year of Emerging Leaders where we only had 12 associates, we are rock solid now on laying out the nine months and you know teaching to the objectives, taking their feedback and putting it in. And everyone knows who took it early on that it gets better every year. And that's something I'm very proud of. And where what from an outside perspective, I, I can't say enough. Many people came to me during the pandemic and asked me to develop a leadership readiness program. And I told them it was the wrong time. We, you need, we needed to be ahead of the curve. And there were many other things that rose up that took priority. And um, so I'm just, again, I, I'm in awe of Signature's performance, a commitment in the investment. And, you know, at a time when you could have got afraid and pulled back on that commitment, Signature leaned in. And I think leader, uh, emerging leaders is a reflection of that. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that. I think it's so important to remember where we've come from. And Danji, you were part of this program from the very beginning. As a matter of fact, I remember um, you were the 0.5. So when we, we, we started organizational development, uh, Melanie came in as a, a consultant, uh, both to the executive leadership team, to Alan, and then to work side by side with me. We had you 0.5, and you were the 0.5 rock star. And then we were given this canvas that said create. But in order for you to create, you actually had to go through it. In your opinion, what has been the evolution of emerging leaders from you being an emerging leader to now being a leader and now being co-in charge of the entire program and in charge of the follow-on program that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I was had the privilege, yes, to be that point five. So I was able to, the first year, just kind of help Melanie um, go week by week, get the information, help schedule things, um, get it all aligned. But then I was like, gosh, if we're really going to get this, I I need how my value could be is to actually go through the program. So the second year, I actually went through the program and I was a little surprised. I know I was a little hesitant at first, but I knew I had to do it because that's how we're going to help keep the, the program going and expand it. So at the end, I would just remember giving my final presentation because that's what they have to do after the nine months. They have to get out in front of everybody, get uncomfortable and present what they learned. And I remember this point, just get up there scared, shaking, but I knew how to do it. And, but I was confident. I was confident because what I had learned throughout the program, it helped me. It built my confidence. It built me that I can do this. I can help lead, which made the next year going into the third year. I was like, let me help you. Let's partner together. I have ideas. Um, so since then, Melly and I, we have just kind of taken off and built, continued to build the program. But giving that feedback, I think that's valuable. We survey the um, the people that go through the program every year because can't be just Melly and I. So we take with their feedback and we evolve it, expand it, find out what's most important. Everybody that goes through the program, it's different. Um, what they get out of it, what they want out of it. We have people that have been in the program from 
that are just starting out their careers, people that have been in their career for several years. So everybody's different. Um, new, new hires, people that have been here for a while. It's that connection piece. That has been amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, that's a great perspective. And now let's just camp right here. So what has been the biggest changes or evolutions in this program to get it to today's standard? I would say probably from that feedback part is they want the connection. They want that knowledge, the industry, the signatures knowledge. How can they absorb that? So a lot of the, um, a couple things that we've found that was really important to them is mentorships. So that has really um, expanded and we've been able to partner the current members with someone that's either been through the program in the past or a senior, um, a senior leader. So that has, and it's been coming this two-way street, like the mentors are getting just as much from the program. And the cool thing about that is for the senior leaders and the managers that are mentoring, they're getting to know some associates um, from different parts of the company, finding entrance similarities. So maybe someone that's in our claims department, like, I didn't know they had IT knowledge. And so they learned about them. And then there was openings. They were like, oh my gosh, you need to know this person. They, they have these skills. We need to consider them. So that was a really big thing too from the program. You know, the real evolution, Danji, as you speak about the mentorship. I remember when we implemented the mentorship program and we received Mark's guidance. We actually took a program that was developed by an associate based on best practices. And Mark said, um, we need to put guardrails on this, a container, it, because if we rolled it out to the organization, the program would fail, the mentorship. And the leadership lab provided the, the perfect container for that. And in the beginning, Danji and I had a hard time getting mentors. Um, and we really, uh, it, was, it was hard work. And now our only hard work is to match the right people with the right mentor. And we have such a bench strength and, and that reflects the readiness throughout the firm. We have a lot of people raising their hands and I'd be glad to help. And others who say, I love to mentor, I can't do it right now. And then they come back the next year. So the, the, the readiness throughout the firm moves real greatly. Um, Mark, I would say there's two evolutions. First of all, it's a living, breathing. I love the idea of a living laboratory because it's living and breathing. We continually are receiving feedback uh, throughout the organization through from alumni, from uh, the people in the program. And Danji and I every week have to say, is that valid? And if it's valid, we do it, change it and implement it. And if it's not, we, we just keep going as is. And, um, you know, I really appreciate this is a huge collaborative effort throughout the firm. And this is why I think it would be so difficult to replicate in other organizations. So uh, based on that. And then the other thing I would say, Mark, um, I spent the majority of my career probably like you uh, in a classroom in stand and deliver uh, live and in person. And I still remember the Sunday where I got a phone call from you and Alan and said uh, we were getting ready to launch emerging leaders the following week, I was scheduled to fly in. And then you both said, we don't want you to come. And I said, or get on a plane. And I said, I'll drive. And you're like, no, no, no. We don't want you to drive. We haven't been locked down yet, but it was early in March right. 2020. And they're like, you had one question for me, and that was, could we do it virtually? And I had actually modeled um, emerging leaders in large part to my alternative MBA with Seth Godin, who I have phenomenal respect for, and it had been virtual. So I was like, if Seth can do it, we can do it. And so we had to pivot 
I think, Danji, would we have 36 hours, maybe? It wasn't long. <laughs> yeah, to figure out how to have that group ready and what I want this audience to understand. We're all Zoom cool now, but none of us understood Zoom at that time. <laughs> we, had to, we had to do a lot of training just on the technology. And, you know, and so I stand here today that every year we're asked if we're going to bring, you know, if, if, emerging leaders is going to be live and in person. And it's not realistic consideration anymore with the company being, you know, predominantly remote. And the good news is the company is predominantly remote and we can continue the, the immersion into uh, emerging leaders. So that I would say is, you know, been a huge transformation for me to witness in my career. I, when we evaluate the program, there's things that are better being remote, you know, and uh, like our closing ceremony, you know, our end of the year celebration to me, it really hit a new level because we could get more senior leaders. We could use music and video and, um, you know, with the help of Addison and, you know, all of that just polished the program in a new way. So I, for me, it was really a matter of being, you know, what's possible, which is so such a question asked at Signature all the time, because if you would ask me five years before it happened, I would have defended uh, in-person learning. And right. now I'm very happy to say it's working and yeah. it's working well. Yeah, the reach and the scope of the program um, has really been amazing to watch to where we started with 12 going through the first cohort, a little bit more going through Danji or second cohort till now when uh, I know the work you put into on over 100 applications, um, less than half of those make it through typically. I'm not saying that we have any hard and fast numbers there, but that's what it seems to be. And always people ready to get involved with the program. It's just amazing. One of the things that you both do really well, and I think it's important for us to highlight, is this concept of return on investment. Because I'm the one who's always out there saying, okay, great idea. How are we going to prove it? How is this organization going to feel it? How are they going to see it? And how is it going to impact the future of healthcare by our substantial investment into leadership development at Signature Performance? What are some of the stories and statistics you could share with our audience to kind of highlight how this works? And, and let me start. I want the stories and statistics, but I think it's also important to let our audience know those who may not be in Signature Performance, who teaches it? How, how is this delivered? And, and what's the engagement like from a senior leadership perspective? Our number one goal is as we're doing this, you have to be a high performer. You have at all times, not just to get into the program. It's a requirement during the pro program. It's a requirement. And we continue to make sure that you're uh, being a high performer as we go through. The sweet sauce of that is we have 100% buy-in from all of our senior leaders. That's pretty un rare and unheard of. But because of that, it's our due diligence to make sure that we are providing this high performers and making sure that rising up the next stars, the ones that the senior leaders that to come. So to date, we've had going in, we're in our sixth year right now. We've had 103 promotions, uh, pretty incredible. Of those um, merging leaders, 29 of them have earned certifications um, to continue that learning. They ask questions, they're willing, they're eager. Melanie, what would you say? I could tell story after story. A couple, one of my favorites, I guess I would say, gosh, we just celebrated our annual Oscars and we had uh, one of our annual winners. She is an alumni member. She was in our 2021 class and since then, so she's been with us for two years. She's had two promotions. 
two promotions. She was quiet, she was reserved, and man, she had to get up there and accept her speech, uh, her award, and the speech she gave was just so incredible, the confidence, um, and I believe, I strongly believe that was a, a lot part of this to this program and the people that pour into the program and pour into our associates. Yeah, Danji, that's a, a fabulous example, and so Blake Eilers, we're it's a shout out to you and, and all the rest. And the reason I want to shout out to Blake is because many people don't know that Blake was really shy and didn't, you know, her number one thing was to gain confidence. And a lot of people don't know her that way because her, when she was promoted into leadership, she had 50 direct reports during emerging leaders and her mentor, uh, shout out to you, Chris Byro, was a huge, huge asset. Um, you know, so those things can happen in the company and people can be out there without support. And that's another value of the leadership lab. I'm going to connect this to money um, just a little bit. You know, I looked at a program the other day. It was actually an emerging leader program offered over one month, just one month. We run for nine months, the nine month cycle. And the reason for that is we want people to get in and practice and try to apply and get uncomfortable and run up against their some challenges at work and, and, and keep them in an environment that we really see them through their transformation. And this program was one month, and I would argue that are a lot less rigorous than our curriculum. And it was $3,500 per person, all right? So, you know, $3,500, no mentor, no ally, no cohort, no senior leaders from your firm. I can't underestimate how powerful that is. It's, this one's aligned with signature culture. So if you take that, let's just take the, you know, 42 people we started in the program, multiply that times 3,500 a month and over a nine month period, that is an incredible investment. And I would say, I can't evaluate the program because I haven't been through the chamber program, but I will just say, I would, Mark, I've said this to you before. I'd lay this program by any program out in the marketplace, even, you know, from the McKinsey's and the Deloitte and Touches and the, you know, that do all the data and what, because of the alignment to the culture and the power of the leaders. We just had Karen Hudgens and Sheila Waring, Karen Hudgens, President and CEO, your Chief Operating Officer and Chief Business Development Officer, talking about what we do for who. And I, I was writing like crazy, learning so much. There's no way someone from the outside could teach that course. So that's what I would say about the return on investment. And I know we're going to get into signature leaders, but the other great, great joy I get from this experience and being able to stay connected to it is what happens to the alumni after emerging leaders completes and how their growth development, their ability to raise a hand, do something new, get certified, trained and bring new skills to signature, uh, you know, is an absolute delight to watch as well. How do you put an ROI on that? That, you know, it's pretty amazing. We've had a, a great run and, and I'll just highlight the, the, you know, one of the magical things that happened is, is two things. Every executive leader is basically a teacher of their own class. And it is like peering in to the heart of the organization 
and in reality, like the ups, the downs, the failures, you know, the struggle, how to keep it together, all the things. And then this is stood up by the eight guiding principles we call the signature way. And so everything that you're teaching, instructing, and leading, and encouraging are have been kind of hand-done, outlined of this is what success looks like within this organization. So you're offering associates access, knowledge, connection, and ultimately friendships with the entirety of the organization and the beautiful magic that happens there. So let's go ahead and pivot over to, to the alumni program and, and the Signature Leaders program, um, because that one has been uh, both a testimony to um, knocking it out of the park and a testimony to, hey, we need to lay this down. So can we have a little history of not just the success that it is today, but some of the effort that we tried to stand it up before and how that went? Yeah, Angela, I'll, uh, I'll pick up on that practice part um, where we learned, and then you can hit it out of the ballpark with uh, how you brought home um, signature leaders. So Mark, uh, very quickly, after we started to graduate emerging leaders, the alumni started pinging Danji and I and asking us what was next. And, and then pretty soon, and we would have our heads down running emerging leaders, and then Pretty soon, there were, was a significant amount of leaders. And so Danji and I started, you know, when you go from graduating 10 to 20, and then we leapt to 40, you know, 45 and 42 through the pandemic. So what, what could we do to the, these, these young, these leaders, these emerging leaders are so equipped. So what could we do with, with gathering the alumni and continuing their learning? And I won't go through all the bloody details. I will just say that we tried a lot of things. We brought the alumni together. We, we made some promises we couldn't keep because of timing, because of not wanting to disrupt production. Um, and it just felt like we were, we were, the objective was clear, but we were pushing a rock up the mountain and it was sliding down and we just kept we knew it was the right thing mark to do it but we just we just couldn't find what sticks and so uh, we kept at it and danji and i would have to surrender when we knew it wasn't working and let it die <laughs> you know instead of trying to force it and then danji jumped on a call one day and I'll let you take it from here, Dan. Yeah. Well, I had the privilege to attend a local um, lunch and learn and sitting there, I was looking around and it was other leaders in the community and just watching the whole process of, I was really paying attention to what they were doing, the whole program the, of the hour. And I was like, oh my gosh, aha, this is what we need to do. Just a way to bring the group together, continue that knowledge share, continue that learning and that connection piece. Because as we continue to evolve, the program we grew, it got more extensive. I mean, we have over 130 alumni members at this point. So we also wanted to be mindful. We couldn't have another exact merging leader program. We meet weekly. So I was like, okay, what if we just have six meetings throughout the year, bring it, do like a lunch and learn style, but let's have it like a department sponsor. Let's have some, bring in one of the departments. Let's um, have them speak for a few minutes. What's their update? What's going on in their department? What do they need others to share? So then our alumni members can help champion and share that knowledge with everybody else in the company. So um, we're able to do that and then have our lunch, get that connection piece, and then bring in some, a keynote speaker, have that information um, that they want to offer. Um, we were lucky enough. We've done two so far, and they've been amazing. Our uh, 
we've had 82%, I think, was the attendance right now. So they're finding value in it. They're loving it. They're getting that connection, especially with people that are different years, um, meeting each other, getting to net, connect with the senior leaders. And then we did have, we were able to have uh, an author come in, which was exciting. So just have not only from within the company, but outside just to continue that learning and growing together. It's great. Yeah. So just on the heels of that, um, you know, it was another, we were challenged again to not just deliver something in the arena, um, but how can we deliver something of, of value to all the alumni? And so we, we worked diligently with Mike Betcher and to get the arena ready so that we could do remote. And we are at, we are at with two of those under our belt this year. We're under there. It's almost been 50, 50. We, we, the reach uh, is 50% of the remote and then we can put 50% in the room. So the response has been incredible. The sponsorships have been wonderful. Our sponsor even last time happened to be on the road. So he called in virtually. And so we're really an example of what's possible again in this hybrid world. And, um, you know, it's when you get it right, there's a resonance, you know, and man, it's like the, we hit the right gong, Danji got the right idea, the resonance moved out, and now there's just such an incredible response, and, and we get to see each other and get to lift one another up, whether it's on the screen or in the room, and deliver something of, which I think is of great value, so my hat's off to Danji, and her, she was so lit, she knew it was yeah. right. She was, she yeah. knew well, I have a, like I'm a good partner, partners. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, you know, as a business, we're always looking at, at, at return on investment, and I, I really appreciate that that talk because at the end of the day it's our function to make healthcare better at the end of the day that's what we are but there's so much that goes into that at one point in the evolution of signature performance we were promoting about one in every 10 associates could you imagine if we didn't have a program to help bolster readiness during a growth trajectory like that it, it we couldn't have done it we absolutely couldn't have and now we have pools of people who want to join this firm. We have individuals who are stepping up for the first time in their careers to say, I want to lead. And we're seeding the next generation well beyond our time here um, to, to lead this company forward into the future. So let's end with this. I want you to think about a personal story of an emerging leader or impact that you've had um, that was really impactful for you and beyond the ROI, we're going to call this now the return on the human. What have you seen and which one stands out to you as is one you'd like to highlight? Mark, the, the challenge for me is um, when you asked that question, I saw a, a, almost a parade of faces yeah. go in front of me. You know, when we've we have over 100 alumni in uh, signature performance, which means I could tell you a hundred stories. And I could tell you a hundred stories of where they were impacted personally, um, where they were impacted professionally, where their families were impacted. And, you know, so, and, and I just want everyone to know another real, I knew this in my heart of hearts my whole career, but never saw it really lived out. I believe leadership is needed at all levels of the firm. You know, it doesn't matter whether you have a title or not. We need you to lead, you know, at all levels of the firm. So we pull leaders from all levels of the firm and from all departments of the firm. We have over 32 managers represented in this year's class. And, you know, they get to know the whole of the signature. So I would say that just um, to the alumni who are listening, just know I know your story. We know your stories and we are in awe of them. Um, Addison, who's doing this recording, has done a beautiful transformation. Mm. And 
what he's doing with video and that kind of thing now. And I could keep going again and again. But the, the one that jumped out to me when you asked the question was Shasta. Mm. And uh, Shasta Johnson came in to Signature. I wonder what she would say how she came in. <laughs> Pretty strong and never had been in an environment where she had reflected on her own leadership or all. And she was able to lead out of being very direct, very smart. She's very smart and very good at what she does. But she had never, ever considered developing her people skills. And I can see her presentation to this day, presentation of learning at the end. So she was new to Signature. And Mark, at your recommendation, she came into Emerging Leaders to learn the culture of signature. And I can see her ending her presentation of learning. Um, I am a new servant leader. And, you know, and what we've seen her do for, you know, there was not a PMO office when Shasta came on board. So those of you who are in the PMO, who work with the PMO, who see its impact now, um, and then in turn, Shasta continues to be a great advocate and ally to Danji and I on getting the right people at the right time in emerging leaders. And we can always count on her for that. So that was a story that jumped out for me as you asked that question. Gosh, I know there's so many, so many great stories, success stories, every one of them. Um, probably the one jumps out to me would be, again, just because I saw her um, recently was Ashley Vargo. She was one that was here and she said, just wants to work eight to five, do her job and go home. And, you know, we, she came into the program. Um, she graduated a couple of years ago and we paired her with Josh Klein and she was nervous. She's like, why are you pairing me with him? I was, <laughs> I was terrified. Dad. Yes. It wasn't nervous. She was yes. terrified. Yes. We're like, you have to, we trust us, trust the process. That's what we always tell them, trust the process. And by golly, and they did. And they just had this beautiful mentorship. At the end, she just had this beautiful presentation of confidence. And I can do this. I can lead. I can, I can offer to others. I can help serve others. And I just heard her last week and her, she amazing. And what she had offered, the whole room knew her. They knew Ashley and she's been promoted. She's now an operations manager. She is a go-to. She knows the business inside out. She is strong. She's powerful. She's one that she's on the bench and she's ready. When they need someone, she's going to be her hands up and she's like, pick me. She'll be ready. Definitely. Yeah. yeah what I love about that story is she has the most emerging leaders in this year's class. Yeah. 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 It often goes word of mouth when you see that. Well, well, those are awesome stories. And I, I like you would say there is a story uh, well, there's probably about 40 stories in every class because what you can't underestimate is human transformation when an organization is ready to make the investment. I often say this to uh, the executive leadership team, but every nickel that you invest in human development and human capital comes back to us dressed like a quarter or maybe even a dollar or maybe I'm even more than that. And it's just really important to keep an eye on that. And those stories are so personal. And, and I'll just share, share a story with you in the mentorship program. And I was paired with uh, Shonda McNeely. And I tell you, last year was one of my favorite years ever, because through this time, we got forced together through the process. And it was like, trust the process. We grew 
uh, our skills, our love of healthcare, uh, our understanding of each other. And we developed as humans together. And it was a really amazing thing to watch her kind of bloom where she's planted and her eagerness to continue to develop and grow her career within the firm. Another stat that we often look at is just that retention rate. And people that are involved in our programs, emerging leaders and beyond, we have over 90, I think it's 5% retention rate was the last stat that uh, Morgan Danji, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, was giving us. But but this particular program, when you're raising up leaders, we have over a 90% um, keep rate here. And, and that's really important because when you raise a leader up, they often lead. And that's the investment in human capital that Signature's willing to do for each other. And at the epicenter of that is you, Melanie you, Danji. Thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for sharing your wisdom, a little bit about our program, why we love the Emerging Leaders Program and the impact it's having at Signature Performance in Healthcare. I really appreciate you both very much. And one of the things I'm really excited about in addition is that over the next several podcast episodes, they'll be focused on the Emerging Leaders, uh, our, our, our system, uh, the people behind the emerging leaders, you'll get to hear testimonies from them. And so I really encourage everyone, if you you don't want to miss this podcast, you don't want to miss these episodes, you're going to see this transformation, hear this transformation firsthand. So with that, we, we bid you goodbye. And thanks, team. And thanks, everyone, for listening to The Edge. Thank you, Mark. Mark. Signature Performance is the foremost leader in healthcare administration. Your work advancing our mission is transforming healthcare in the U.S. Signature is bringing together the best and brightest in healthcare. Discover opportunities at www.signatureperformance.com careers and be inspired to build an uncommon career that matters. Okay, so let's start. Melanie, go through the ROI and would you just determine how the dollars functionally show at the bottom line and not give this lip service, but actually help us to make progress as an organization in healthcare administration? Go. The reality, Mark, is you could not get the ROI that Danji and I provide to this program anywhere else on the planet. We haven't officially started yet. Mark is just screwing with you. I have not counted him down. <laughs>